New sponsor, Taco Bell. Hey, I like Taco Bell. I'll be good with that. If only you can get sponsored, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who do I need to call? Shane's got the hookup. Mm. No, I don't either. Mm. All right. Six thirty. We have Brian New in studio tonight. Brian, you get the proverbial uh, award for being on our 40th episode. Nice. So it's kind of like is it actually 40th, number 40? It's like the 40th anniversary of not the really The bad thing is it don't pay anything. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> you know what? I, hmm, there's a, there is a piece of information we're going to dive into tonight, and I hope he's watching. Who's he? Yeah, who's he? Who's he? With the, the little glimpse of information you gave me about if I get the belt back from Jace Lang, because that no. may have just given me some extra incentive. Oh, uh, well. No, we don't need to talk about that. Not right yet. Now. You <laughs> got to win it back first. That's right. One step winning? at a time. 1v1. You want to fish against me 1v1? You got You don't have the belt. You don't have the belt. You can't be challenged. Uh, you got to beat Jason. You're right. I got to beat Jason. Well, we won't put the car After he come here to your home lake and slapped you around. I, I had off day. Huh. I must not get out enough because I have no clue what y'all are talking about. But all right, <laughs> you don't you don't watch our podcast. Maybe you should start. There's valuable uh, information here. Very valuable. Uh, I do good to get done what I do. I know. <laughs> I guess I probably better start sharing this, shouldn't I? I'm sharing for you. Thank you. Are Brandon. we not live? We are live. We are live. It just takes us a minute to. We'll just start bantering for a little while and then we'll get, get going. going. We just gotta see who's, who's on here. And... <clears throat> All right. Hey, Michael Brendel, what's up, buddy? <coughs> my mom, my dad, my mom again. Hi, my mom. <laughs> Shane's eating again. <laughs> you didn't bring enough food for everybody. Like, I got one piece of pizza. I but can't I afford to feed all y'all tacos. Have y'all been to Taco Bell lately? Yeah, that place is high. It's gotten high. Dude, hey, when I was in high school, we when we went to the beach for graduation, <laughs> they had Taco Bell. You could get 12 tacos <laughs> for $5. We ate tacos for a week. Now, I just got, uh, I think it was three tacos, and they were $9. Yeah, but you got those diet tacos, didn't you? No. You didn't get diet tacos? Not this time. <laughs> diet tacos? I didn't eat anything all day. That's what the fish at Lake normally eat. Zach tacos. tacos. Zach Bowling. <laughs> More spinner baits, less podcast watching, buddy. More I'm just kidding. Me too. Uh, he's, he's agreeing with Taco Bell. <laughs> I can't eat Taco Bell. Y'all have. Taco Bell is the deal. Y'all. I can eat Taco Bell eight days a week. There's, there's You're a, probably the same that, guy that That's right. It's not near as good as your lasagna. Too, right? It sure would be nice to have some. I mean, I've had <laughs> <laughs> You just hint, saw hint, it. Hint. <laughs> I'm sure I could get that <laughs> whipped up for us, Shane. So, uh, so Brian, we got your first comment here. So, Stephen Vaughn says, congrats on the elite qualification and the angler of the year. Thank you. Thank you. It was a, it was a good year, man. It was. It was. You've had a good year all the way around. So, before yeah. we get into that, let's let's kind of get to let's where. Let's talk about all the other stuff before we talk about Brian's accomplishments. No offense. Like, like the sexy okay. body. You know, no. All that I said accomplishments, not dreams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Tootsie Roll to help your body. No, <laughs> but this weekend was fun. You still got your Santa suit? I still have my Santa suit. Well. You were supposed to wear yours. Why you were supposed you? to wear yours. I forgot. Well, exactly. You should have called and reminded me. We were uh, late. My, well, no, no, no. Let me back up. My partner was late. So we got a ugly sweater. You got an ugly sweater? Or, whatever you want to call it sweatshirt is that better 
It wasn't nearly as cool as the Santa suit. Well, my Santa suit lasted about five minutes. Hey, there were some pretty cool get-ups, too. I've seen people dress like the Grinch. People yeah. dress like uh, elves. Yeah. yeah uh, we that had, was a cool tournament. Ralph Holyfield Jr. Know. dressed up as an elf. Did you see him? Uh-uh. Yeah, he was dressed up as an elf. Um, yes, I put my pants on, which I don't think they were really uh, meant to go over bibs. And the first time I stepped up on the front deck of the boat, they just kind of split from what dude? my pants. Like my, front to back? Yeah. Or? What kind yeah. of pants? Uh, the Santa pants. You, you had Santa his? pants? Yeah. I didn't get any pants. I just got a jacket. <laughs> they looked at you and said, nope, we ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> but that hurts coming from you, Air Slim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. David didn't come up there, though. I did not go no, up there. No, he's scared. He was down here chasing 10 pounds he's just scared. like we were. You can't be scared. for a good call. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't. It don't matter if you do good. Nah, that's right. right. It, it, was, it wasn't even about being scared. It, I took my kids fishing instead. Well, you know why what? didn't you bring your kids fishing to the tournament? That's right. We, I got two of them. Would they, we, would they let that fly? Tell your old lady to get in the boat. <laughs> tell Pops to get in the boat and take one of them. Pops doesn't have a boat anymore. Well, I got one for sale. <laughs> well, me too. I'm sure he's still watching too, and his offer still stands. <laughs> so that that tournament made Fox News. I've seen that. Yeah. So it was a world record. It was oh, a cool was thing, cool man. There was uh, two whole boatloads of toys got donated toys for tots. That's always a great thing. It was. Um, I sucked in the tournament, but that's okay. It was kind of one of them deals. It's uh, like I said, it really didn't matter. Yeah. It was all about the calls, you yeah, know. It is, right. it is what it is. We had a good time, and I hope that continues to be a, a yearly thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. So some of the guys at Pure Fishing, I was talking to them, and they were saying that the Toys for Tots guys was telling them that you know this year has been obviously crazy, but they were really far behind um, as far as their donations they've had for the year, and that tournament exceeded the offset. That's so great. now they're actually ahead. Good. Just from that tournament. So that oh, was cool. That's good. Pure Fishing did a did awesome, awesome job. Yeah, it was a great run event. So the raffle I thought was cool. So they actually drew the raffle up, Joey? while we were fishing. So when you went up there, it was already taped. Oh, cool. Which I got lucky and won a pair of sunglasses, did which you is really? good. Yeah. Which I is good because I dropped my sunglasses <laughs> in the parking lot at weigh-in. They broke. Did you split them a read? Uh, Reed let me have them. Speaking of sunglasses, the last day at Lay Lake, I guess it was the second day, last day for me, it was raining. And it was low light enough you didn't need, like it was, like I wear sunglasses when it's pretty low light. Yeah. It was too low for that. But it was raining, so I was wearing them whenever I was running around. And I got 42 grass on my boat. So, well, that kind of, I skipped, whatever. So I took them off when I was fishing, or when I quit running, I'd put them behind my windshield. And I said, I really shouldn't do that. I'm going to forget about them. Because back to my graphs, they're blocking, and I wasn't really right. seeing them. What do I do? Next time I take off, I'm running wide open. It's windy. It's wavy. And uh, I hear something hit the back of my graph, and then I see my $200 sunglasses. They go. Yeah, so. they, don't, they don't float, do they? No, they don't, but it was all right. I, uh, I still made a lot of money that day. Well, you can buy another pair then, right? <laughs> Probably not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Scott Hamrick and Roger Hoover won that tournament. I think they had fifth. I know they had fifteen. I think it was fifteen oh seven. Oh something. Yeah, I heard Scott's pretty good in that man. You heard that? Yeah. I don't think he could be. 
Well, he's too old. I don't know what he's. Have good you seen at, him try to get around? The only thing I know he's good at is running his mouth. He is very good at that. Hoover has won like every tournament he's won. Ah, uh, that's years. right. Yep. I don't know about that hammer kid. So. Kid. I don't know why Hoover takes him. He can't fish. He can't net. Maybe make sandwiches. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but he <laughs> <laughs> sure don't look good. So. Uh, who knows? You gotta have somebody to make fun of, though. I mean, it's it is nice to have out. somebody to talk to in the boat. Yeah, they paid uh, I think twenty nine places in that. There was a hundred and forty nine boats, four fifty or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was right at one hundred fifty. I'm glad they paid that many places because we we got our money back. Yeah, we squeaked <laughs> we in too. Sucked. We finished. So we had ten seventy five and finished twentieth. Yeah, Crushed we had ten something. I don't know what it was. Not much. <clears throat> so we did get our money back. I don't really want to talk about my day. It pretty much sucked. I didn't see you anywhere. <laughs> I couldn't keep them on. I mean, I had one of those days where the very first stop I made, the very first cast I made, I lost one about three, three and a half pounds. You know what and that kind of set the tone for the day. It, you know just, it continued on as the day went. So are you one of those guys that you don't want to catch one on the first cast? Or you no. About if I, if I don't catch one on the first cast, I can't catch one on every cast. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. one of Hank Parker's most famous lines. Uh, I don't really get into that. Um, Not superstitious? No. no. I mean, you know, Yogi Bear said it was bad luck to not be superstitious. He <laughs> <laughs> oh. did. Hmm. There's all kinds of yogiism. You come to a fork in the road, take it. Right. Yeah, there's all kinds of good ones. You know, so what would you do this weekend? Uh, you stayed down here? I stayed down here, hung out with the kids on Saturday. You said you took them fishing. I did. We went and jerked on them out here on Wiley. Did you? Caught, Is that like, possible? I mean, if you're into catching nine or ten pounds a hundred times, sure. Hey, come on. We can do it. <laughs> Sound like Lake Norman. Better than Lake Norman because I did it once. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been, I've been sneaking the kids out one day a week, and weeks. we've been catching them pretty good. Joel, yeah. <laughs> Already starting. Nope, Joel, no gas money in the elites. The marshals don't give you any money, right? Oh. Gosh. But you don't have to worry about nobody throwing in front of you or any of that mess now. Oh, are we going down that road tonight? No. no. Okay. I was going to say, if we so, are, I'm moving. I'm just going to leave now and so, let you guys have well, at it. Well, so you are starting co-angler, so that's where you started your career. I, hey, I fish as a co-angler as long or longer than most people, so I can say whatever I want to about so, it. So <laughs> I was looking before we came in. I, I tried to put a little quick resume together for you. So I think you won something like $400,000 a co-angler or something like that. I mean, not completely, but a lot. You won the Forest Wood Cup, right? Yeah. And then when did you start fishing as a pro or a boater? I mean, I don't it? really. I still don't. I mean, now, I, 2021. This will be your first full year yeah. as a pro. I mean, gotcha. what I, I don't really consider opens and, and Costas or, or Toyota series. I, I don't really consider that fishing as a pro. All right. Well, I mean, I made a living as a going, boater, but, right. Uh, so. Full time, I guess. I fished. Two, three years, something like that. Started fishing the tour as a co-angler in 12, and then 13, 13, I think I fished some Toyotas as a co-angler also, or 14. 15, I started fishing, because I won the cup in 14, and then the next year I still fished the tour as a co-angler, and started fishing the Toyotas as a boater. Okay. So whatever that is, five years, I guess it's actually six years now. Yeah. Well, the, well, to, does Toyota does Toyota have co-anglers now? Yes. Oh yeah, 
I always the get, get them as get a mix up. So Toyotas, yeah. there's the old coast, is right. Yeah. yeah. What's the next? What they call? They call it the Big Five now. Or I don't know what it's called. But that level doesn't have co-anglers anymore. I don't. I don't think. There's my neighbor. The tour. Anita. What's up, Anita? Said you're looking good. See and see you talking. We cool like that. See and see you talking about. Man, her cool like that. I'm still mad. I didn't get Taco Bell. Well, I mean, I mean, it is like I'm good. I'm mad. I'm mad that I had to eat it. So there's a toilet paper shortage. I'm good. Somebody I'm, said I'm that good. on here. I think Dan said that. What is that? Dan Weber said something about a toilet paper shortage. Oh, they give you extra napkins if you ask. They give you yeah. Napkins. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's the only – you know, I, I learned, I guess that was early in Shane's career, that a, a Ranger Z520 can be an amphibious vehicle when you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Put her on the beach, boys. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. I mean, I mean if we're going, hey, it's bad. I don't go to the bank. I can tell you that. We're, I believe it right there. It's yeah, bad. I know. You, you about got thrown out of a Thursday night tournament. <laughs> if I'm idling, idling, looking for fish, I'm not slowing down. I've got to all right, we're not swapping any more of those stories. <laughs> oh, why not? Those keep, are the best. Yeah, we got to keep what it like. Yeah. All I can tell you is this. It really, really pays to carry some baby wipes in your boat. Dude, See, I'm not a baby wipe guy. Oh, yeah. Dude, Dude like, oh, yeah. baby wipe? No. I, I like to keep it dry, boys. Nope. <laughs> Dude wipes, baby wipes. Gerald Swindle bailed me out at uh, mm. um, Chickamauga this year. It just so happened we was in the back of a same pocket and... I said, hey, man, you wouldn't happen to have any of them dude wipes with you, would you? And he said, are you in a bad situation? <laughs> I said, yes, I am. So you kept both socks. I kept all my socks. That's right. <laughs> oh, I like to stick with Charmin. So new David Williams says uh, you have the dude wipes. We're getting some votes for that. Yeah. He wants to know if that is the no fish catching new. So, yeah, um... I broke out my co-angler hat. I, I had to dust the, I wiped the dust off of it this year, and and I went and fished that Toyota at Norman. The first day, yeah, I had, I don't know if I called him. I didn't zero. And then I draw some guy named David Williams. Uh, the David Williams. Hoover. Hoover. Wait a minute. Hoover. Was that Hoover. David, Hoover. was that David Williams or David G Williams? I think it was the David Williams. Okay. This guy is David G. No, that's him. That's him. I know uh, it is. He just front ends me all day. I was like trying to throw up. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I suck. (laughs) I just didn't do my job. (laughs) That's part of co-angling. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here joking about it, but I know anything against David. He did what he had to do. He didn't sign up for that tournament to take me and catch fish. Sure. And um, nobody does. Right. I just didn't, you know, catch them. I suck. So are you but that was probably my last day fishing as a co-angler ever. And I zeroed. <laughs> so thanks, David. I appreciate it. So, so are you saying you would not be here where you're at today if it weren't for some of the good boaters you had in the past? I mean, you know, I mean, definitely I had some people help me out that way. But I'm that's a- not really how you succeed as a co-owner. I'm going to tell you something, though. Not, not over and over. No. Over. No, you got to be, you got to be able to catch them. I'm not my own horn by no, you, means. But here, here's the thing. 
people people talk about they get mad because this person fished that, get mad because this person fished that. Here here's the thing. We all learn something from each other. Every time you get in a boat with somebody, you learn something from that person, whether it's something good or something bad. You maybe what, it's what not. To yeah, learn. maybe I it's what not to do. I learned a lot yeah. of what not to do. Yeah, maybe it's what not to do. But still, yet you learn something, and and yeah. you know, and that's where people get the whole co-angler thing. I think kind of out of whack. You know, the guy gets in the boat and says, "Well, I'm there to learn." Well, then you get back to the dock. My boat didn't have me on no fish. Yeah, well, I mean, you went crazy. from. I'm here to learn. To, oh, I'm gonna win the tournament. I mean, you gotta make your mind up. What's it gonna yeah, be? That drives me crazy, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Uh, obviously, you want to do good when you go there too, but you know that's not always gonna happen. That's right. So, you, was Ron, as Ronald Hearn was he one of your co-anglers? He said he didn't do anything in Alabama yeah, with, yeah, with you, but net net man for sure. <laughs> I've had some good net mans over the years, especially the last couple of years. Guess what? Well, buddy, guess you what? Don't have to worry you don't about get that anymore. anymore. <laughs> hey, I'm, good. I'm not gonna lie; it has been kind of weird this year fishing opens with no net, and like I get one beside the boat, and like, what do I do? Oh, hell, <laughs> just flip it in. So, a funny story about that: I was at uh, wherever I just was, Lay Lake. I um, the first day, it was tough. At 109, I caught my fifth one. I had to be in at 235. And I'm throwing a, a little small micro football jig offshore rock and on 12-pound fluorocarbon now, which is not tiny line, but not when you want to swing a not fish something in with. you want to yeah, so. rock and, and, and not then try to out. boat flip him, yeah. So I throw it out there, and I get hung, and I, I get it loose, and I'm fishing it. And I get hung again, and I get it loose, and I'm fishing it. Thunk! I said, oh, God, I really, so I just kind of pulled into it. But with that little light wire hook, you don't have to really, that's all you have to do anyways. And I'm fighting this dig, and I saw this is a good one. And I didn't have a co-angler that day, so it was all on me. I didn't have anybody to help me. And I got inside the boat, and it's a three-pound spot, like a big one for that tournament. And I was like, I went to almost go down there and try to lip him. I said, oh, screw it. Because I was worried my line was all That's frayed right. up. Because I just got hung in rocks two times on that cast. And luckily, I, you know, I put him in the boat. And you better get that. This is all let's, scooping. Please. Let's back up right here a minute. You said you you didn't have a co-angler? No. So in the opens, if there's more boaters than co-anglers, you know, they send you without one. Okay. Well, I've never heard that. I didn't know that either. That's good to I know. I think that was at least the second time this year I hadn't had a co-angler. Really? Is that year I'm fishing with you? They capped it, remember? Mm-hmm. They, they started cutting people yeah, off. Yeah, they cut people off. If it wasn't an even number, they wouldn't let yeah, nobody wouldn't else let sign up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David said, speaking of net, man, we're going to stay on that for a second. He said, you tried to beat all his fish off with the net. <laughs> well, he, he had me pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe so, should hey, have I fished with David twice. I fished with him about 112 years ago. Uh, when he was in his 60s uh, <laughs> at, at Bugs Island. And I think I was a pretty good net man that day, too. So I mean, you did catch one of the biggest bags of the tournament that day, Dave. So uh, well, I think I'm a pretty good net man, buddy. So, so you, you might be a good net man, but there's only one net man that I know has a trophy. That's right. And it says the number one net I, man. He is the number one net, <laughs> net man. Who, who, who has this? Is it Scott Hammer? No, it's not, no, it's not Scott Hammer. Scott Hammer. What's his name? Uh, he's old, not good enough to make old a Old Fathead Johnson. Oh, he's, way, he's way faster than Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I got no rises out of either one of y'all in that picture I sent you. What are you talking about? Said that little kid said, Dad, one day I'm going to be a man. Or he said, one day you're going to be a man, son. He goes, Dad, I'm 35. He goes, yeah, but you still fish with minnows and bobbers. (laughs) 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 That's got so many. I was waiting. There's so many ways I could take it. He didn't say anything. It's all good. I'm missing something, but all right. Well, he's a striper guy. So Johnson's he a striper guy, so he fishes with my oh, minnows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he fishes <laughs> in the aquarium with minnows. Uh, you let him bring his old minnows out there, and we'll show him how it's done. I don't know about up there on the Tennessee River, but a little sneaky pond, me and my boy Todd Alton go to it now and again. You bring striper fishing? Yeah. We went and hurt them today, boys. <laughs> Did you? Today yeah, was a day. Today was a day to hurt them. <laughs> David wants to know if you're selling merchandise yet. He wants to know where he can get a, a brand new fathead to hold up at the classic. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do they call it the bargain bin at Walmart. <laughs> Dollar Tree. You, you ain't been around long enough to make the bargain bin at Walmart now. Come on. <laughs> Uh, when it first comes out, it's going to be on the bargain bin. Uh, so this is your first classic? Yeah. You qualified ever yeah. before? No, I've never fished at any bass event ever until this year. Until this year. And I'll I say you did our own. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was, at, uh, that was at Toho, right? Yeah. Was that a tough tournament? I'm trying to remember that one. Not really. Well, not really. I mean, it was... I don't know. I don't know what everybody else did. I just did my thing. It wasn't, like, easy. Like, fishing wasn't easy. I had one place it was stupid easy. Gotcha. But that, that was it. Like, other than that, it was just junk fishing. Yeah, I remember listening and to And I you. really didn't know that I had that place until I said, well, i got to start somewhere instead of going straight to the lock because I was about 207 or 209. Yeah. And the lock holds 13 or 13 15. boats. Yeah. I've been in that lock. Yeah, lot. I was going to Kissimmee. So I said, well... The only place I got to go, I caught one four-pounder out here in practice, and I well stop there. I ain't had a bite anywhere else on this lake. And I stopped about 100 yards shy of that waypoint. And why I made a waypoint, I don't know. Because, I mean, I fished 30 more minutes there and never had a bite. And I pull up, I catch a five-pounder and a keeper that morning. Pretty good start, you know. I still had zero idea what it was. Went to Kissimmee. And it sucked. Wound up finally and caught a four pounder on a horse. Well, a prop bait, a greenfish prop bait. It's that style of bait. Um, it's called the tap. It's really okay. good. It's really good in Florida, especially any grass lake, but especially Florida. And Why then, is that? So you hear that a lot. Is it because well, of the needlefish? Why is I that? I don't know. They needle, bite it. They claim it's the cause of the needlefish. I, I mean, they bite it. They bite it. They it's do bite real it. Real subtle. It's real subtle. But the reason I like that tat better is it's it's a little bit bigger profile. It throws really good, and just it sits higher in the water. Mm-hmm. And that's a very very subtle bite, a real slow bite. And a lot of people may not think of it this way, but it's finesse fishing. I mean, it really is. You throw it out there and wait and let the ripples go, and just and wait and wait. And when you're sitting there waiting, that thing that floats so high on the water will just kind of turn a little bit. Gotcha. Now, I promise you that I catch more fish because of that doing that. 
But then I caught like a four something flipping. So that was four. I caught a keeper flipping. I had like 45 minutes to fish whenever I locked back up and it was lights out. When you got back into Toho? Yeah. It was lights out. And then the next morning I started there and literally, literally, me and my co angler caught him every single cast for two and a half hours. That's crazy. At two hours, 31 minutes, done. Not another bite. I mean, it was like a light switch. It was unreal. So, I can't remember what year that was that I was down there with you. That was a long That's time ago. That's been a while. Ten years ago. Mm. Eight years ago. It was before my son was born. He's six. Yeah. So 2000, I 2012, I think, was the first year I fished any of the Opens. Okay. No, it was two. I, you know what? I know exactly when it was. It's was 2011 because I, that's when I started my current job, and I pushed my start date back one week so I could so you could go, so could so you go. go fishing one yep. last time. Yep. <laughs> um, I drew Terry Scroggins the first day, and it was like that. He took me to an offshore spot, and uh, he said, "Throw out there." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and we but we were throwing uh, lipless baits, yeah. and. Uh, I caught five or six real quick, and he finally said, what are you doing? And I'm, I was yo-yoing it, and they were knocking slack in it as it would fall. Um, I learned that from up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he finally, he was throwing a lot bigger bait than I was. Well, when he figured that out, he started catching too, but he was catching a whole lot bigger ones than I was. Yeah. You didn't have your Milo's with you? No. Yeah. Um, Probably wouldn't have done you any good. No, nah, he, he was catching <laughs> them on a, they don't even make it anymore. The Excalibur three quarter ounce one knocker, oh, the big, yeah, yeah it's about that big. The XR seventy five. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, we did that, Brian. We fished for about two hours out there, and I mean, just slayed. Oh, it's and and he had to play defense on it because there were guys all around. So he was just going around in circles on it so nobody could get in there. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool tournament because there was literally like I had, and it was pretty much one caster. I had it. And it was like four people, 150 yards, 100 yards out. And nobody, those people kind of tried to come in a little bit closer, but nobody ever got in my way. Even the next day, they're still out there, the same boats, and they never tried to come in on me. And, uh, you know, it, honestly, nowadays, that's rare. Yeah. And uh, I what? don't really remember. I know a few other guys, uh, Jason Burroughs, one of the, the freaking hammers from Hartwell. Yeah. He was out there, and he never got in my way. And uh, him and who, you know, whoever else was there, if you're watching, thank you. David said you fished a marina that was off limits to win is what he heard. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That that wall, uh, the MLF event. Uh, what's his face, Mark? Uh, he didn't really catch Mark off Rose. the wall. Mark Rose almost caught the big fish of heavy hitters off that thing on a daggone yeah. shaky head. Yeah, that's right. There's some great big old fish in that place. Well, they all they get, all they they all get let go right there. <laughs> they all bought them. They all bought them little alive crickets though. Yeah, yeah. Them little gold ones that yeah. swim around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that uh that spot at Toho, it was off the bank. Was it a grass line or? Deep? Yeah, it was just grass. Just grass. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly. I could look at it and tell why it was good, but why that one spot was better than everything else? Yeah. I don't know. I can tell, tell you exactly why it was better than the rest of it. There's a lot of bass there. a lot of bass on it. <laughs> yes. I promise you. It, it was unreal. It was just like 
there was a ten thousand of them right there, and none anywhere else. That's crazy. Those are the kind of places you like to find, especially during a a, a big tournament like that. Yes. That place is fun. Uh, when I was down there with you, uh, I did catch my personal best, but it was a jackfish. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for him. When I set the hook on him with braid, I, I believe it split his head from between his eyes all the way to the – remember that thing? Yep. Came jumping out of the water like a tarpon. <laughs> Stupid fish. <laughs> so, um, so you've qualified for the elites. Um, obviously, you're accepting, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I hadn't seen anything on social media. I figured you were definitely in, but yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you've had a lot of congratulations, but from the Rusty Hooks live crew, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, have you been working on, I'm sure, well, sponsors don't ever stop working on sponsors, right? That's no. such a... Yeah, I've been chasing that pony and um, still chasing that pony. Yep. Well, I don't we'll think you can ever stop. Get. It don't It don't get any easier. No. Yeah. No. But, um, you know. We'll see what, how things end up. I got you. But we're going to be fishing next year regardless. <laughs> That's all you can do, right? Yep. Catch them and let the chips fall. That's right. Um, try to go get that gold trophy in March. That's an important one. I mean, have you I been, have you been, too, have you been out there? Yeah, I stopped for a couple of days after Louisville. Well, I, I say I stopped. I stayed at Louisville. We stayed in the same hotel. It was like 30-minute drive. But, yeah, I went and looked at it. Uh, I've been a lot of places, seen a lot of timber. There ain't no timber until you go to Ray Roberts, let me tell you, buddy. Is it worse than Fork? Yes. Oh, my God. So, let me ask you all this well, question. Wait a minute, hold on a minute. All right. You know, we talked about Fork last week on this podcast, and I have really advocated maybe seeing if we could get a tractor-trailer load or two of chainsaw, chainsaws <laughs> sent to Texas. <laughs> Because every time they build a lake, they never cut the trees out. I don't know if they don't have any chainsaws or what the deal is. They didn't cut them out of Santee either. Yeah, they cut most of them out. They tried At to. least you can run around at Santee. Hurricane Hugo took care of the ones That's they didn't right. cut off. No, Hurricane Hugo took care of the ones that were they right, cut them right off above, at the water. Right above the water line. <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh, I've only been to Fork once, but I do not remember it being anywhere as bad as this place. Really? I mean, there's a lot of lake you can run around easy, but there's a lot of stuff. Better have a big old pair. Now, I've got a big old <laughs> pair, and I run some stuff. But um, I'm I'm probably gonna have a spare lower unit in the floorboard of my boat during that tournament. Where did you? Uh, not to bring up bad memories, but where did you run? I remember seeing a picture. You tore the whole bottom of your boat off. Was that at Seminole? Seminole. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that was, didn't happen like it sounded like it happened. It wasn't no one-time thing. It was several things, several little things that made that happen. Yeah, well, nothing. But, yeah, I mean, timber, yeah. We've seen you run around the lake around here. We know. Yeah, I thought he was going to kill himself at Lake Norman the other day. He ran through a couple places with the water down two feet. Was he still standing? I ain't running through. Was he standing on the front deck? No, huh? No, he wasn't. That's what I like. I, can't I got move. Lake Master. I, can I can't. Do I don't that. care what you got. I know how deep it is. <laughs> <laughs> lake Master don't lie anywhere in the country. No, Lake Master's good. So, all right. So, when we're on electronics, you mentioned you have seventy-two graphs on your boat. So, you really have. Oh, he has four graphs six. and six iPads. I mean, right. if you want to count an iPad as one, I've got seven. Really, if you want to count your phone, I got eight. Okay. I use. I mean, everybody does. 
So what? So. Not so, for this, though. So a lot of people use it for this. Right. <laughs> but not me. So what all do you have? So I've got. Um, and how do you use each one? Uh, we got well, all night. We better get into pockets here, boys. Uh, no, I, I've got a Helix 10 at the console for only mapping. Okay. I've got a Helix 12 for side imaging. And right now I've got a, a Lorentz 12, but that's probably going away. I'm not happy with it anymore. Is it a carbon or is it what no, is it? No, it's like a old. Gen, okay. <laughs> what are you know, doing so with it? So what are you Just doing with it? Waypoint management. Waypoint? Yeah, that, that's what most people that do with them. and um, 2D. Hum, or Lorentz's 2D used to be the best, in my opinion. It is not anymore. It's still good, but it's not any better than than hummingbirds anymore. Gotcha. So and, what do you use 2D for now these days? Oh, I mean, I still use 2D to find bass. Do you? And another big thing is like, well, like day striper fishing, riding around, you can, with the through-hole transducer, you can see you can bait, see you can yep. see okay. a lot of different things. Yeah, it's, it's not just for fish, it's for seeing depth. Some places we go when you don't have contours, um, when you know, you don't know the place you kind of need to know how deep it is where you're running around yep. you can most of the time look at the the bank around you and kind of have an idea but you get up a river or back in the creek or mm -hmm. even out on a river bar you know where it's not mapped you know you say oh it's getting shallow i better yeah go this way do this or that but also like go back to that place at, at uh that good place at toho that's how I found this fish. I was riding around on the plane, slow, looking for grass. And it was slick bottom, and then there was grass. And I sat down right there and started side scanning. I said, this looks good. So I just started fishing right there, and I caught that four-pounder and nothing else. And I completely forget about it. Really, like I said, I really don't know why I put a waypoint there. I just did. I'm glad got I did. a four-pounder. I'm glad I did. <laughs> but... I mean, one fish normally don't get me excited about anything. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then up front, I've got I've got the forward-facing sonar on one graph. I've got 360 on one graph, and then uh, 2D down and mapping on another graph. So, do you use 360 and forward-facing at the same time? Yes, you do. So what's your reasoning behind that? Because we get questions about that all the time. I've, I've never, I don't have 360. I have full facing, but I do. And it's so the to me, and a lot of people are not going to agree with me, 100. percent They will somewhat, but 100, they're going to say it's better for other stuff too, and it probably is. But for me, the only thing I like forward facing for is obviously it's live, which can benefit you in a lot of different ways, but 360, you see everything that's around you, and you see what it is. You're going to see it a lot better than you are on forward facing. Forward, you can see how tall it is. I'm in 37 foot of water, and this cane pile is all 17 feet from the surface. So you know how you can look at it and know how, you know, oh, I need this crankbait to hit it, or I count it down to this depth. And plus, you can, I mean, you can throw your bait over there and watch it come to it, and, right? And all that. So that's good there too. It's better for fish than 360. 360 is not very good for fish. Um, it is good, but it's not as good. 
Does it excel in shallow water? Would you say it's Something better in shallow water? It just depends. I mean, hard bottom, soft bottom, grass, rock, it, it varies all the time. Gotcha. I mean, well, you've had 360 for several years there, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't I don't run 360, but I'm going to ask you a question about it. I know I run the Garmin, the forward-facing, the Panoptics. I know when I'm fishing shallow, I'm all the time having to play with the gain mm-hmm. or the, you know, whatever it's called on there. I'm not it's, thinking it's, it's clear it's, tonight. It's it's game. Game. All right. Well, you know, when yep. you when you get offshore, when you get offshore, the deeper you fish, the more you have to turn that gain up. Is the three sixty the same way, or can you just set it and leave it? No, you can't just set it and leave it. It it's more, it's more of how hard the objects are around you, the bottom, uh, of, uh, bluff wall, the harder objects you. You need to turn your sensitivity down. Like if you fish in grass, so you just kind of get yeah. turned up if it's yeah, grass, I mean, right? Well, grass is still a hard object, <clears throat> right? I mean, it, it is. Just depending how dense it is. Yeah, and you just you just got to figure it out. I mean, it's never it's so rare that I leave it on whatever it's, whatever I cut it on in the morning. It's rare that it's yeah. On so you just constantly messing with it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of question I had because, like I said, I have to do that with the pan optics. Yeah. And I, I had considered putting the 360 on there, yeah. but I just kind of didn't know. I mean, I know the I know the advantages to it and the disadvantages to all that stuff, yeah. but I didn't know. I've never really, <clears throat> never really been in a boat all day with it to just yeah. mess with it. I'm a, I'm gonna interject, and Brian, you're probably gonna agree with me, Shane. I I just put the Mega 360 on my boat. I got done with it. There's the box. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Just got all my grass back from Hummingbird. Finally can get to do it. So I spent all the time doing it on Friday. Took my kids out Saturday. And I'm going to tell you, your situational awareness, when you have it, goes up, up significantly. Because places that you fish at Norman or me here at Wiley, it's amazing how much more is around you that you may not know about because you haven't side scanned it or you've got forward facing and you're looking one direction but you're not yeah. panning all around so uh, yeah. there's there's yeah, so, so we many... just got a question about this it won't perspective mode give you the same deal for pan optics so it will to a point it won't but it's wise. not 360 yeah. right so it's <laughs> no i helped you set yours up <laughs> i do not like perspective i'm gonna leave it at that i don't either no i, I don't either i don't either I, i'm not I'm i not think a... it's a great idea, but it's not where it needs to be. Not yet. Mm-hmm. It's way from where it needs to be. Gotcha. You, I, you I, turn I, on at least. That. Hold on. At least mine. I could have a bad one. Something could be wrong with it. I don't know. But I promise have you, you mine's not Have bad. you switched? To I haven't looked at anybody else's. Have you switched to Mega Three Sixty yet? Yeah, but I've still used Four Fifty Five a lot. Interesting. No, I just uh, well, to me the reason I switched to Mega is. The the old the original the the old bath ones in rough water they give you a lot of trouble. They, they, yeah, and yep. the the three the mega one it's got the external spin. It never I've never had a, a issue. So and why I've so some rough stuff. so why do you use four fifty five? So that's because that's the lowest shoot. Right? Is it I mean, the, it is just, it just it just varies. Like I can't I can't sit here. 
I, I can't tell you. I mean, it's not possible for me to tell you. I just know what I'm looking. He's at. used to he's used to looking at this, and for well, a lot of people, well, that's why a lot of people. You know, well, what he Sears, what he said right there is the key to any. What, what Brian said is the key to any electronics, whether it's Lawrence Humminbird, whatever it may be, Garmin. He said he knows what he's looking at. That's exactly right, and that's the key to to being good with your stuff. Yeah. You know, you know anybody can drive around and say, "Yeah, look, there's a rock." Well, Brian might look and say, well, there's a rock with three fish on it. You know what I mean? It's just what well, he's used to seeing. And Brandon and I have had this debate. Brandon swears by Lawrence. I can't stand Lawrence. My just, dad had them. I played with. I played with them. And, yeah, you can mark fish. But when I turn on my hummingbirds, I know how to make them do what I want them to do for the most part. <clears throat> yeah, people, and, and this goes for baits and rods and line and electronics and everything, like, it's they're all tools. Somebody can say, "Yeah, this is better than that," but can you do what they do with it? You got you kind of got to do what works for you. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I My, mean, Michael Cowart, this is a question that you're going to get four different opinions on right here. <laughs> How does live scope down view compare to 360 when fishing offshore? Now, I don't. I'm going to start my opinion on it, and it doesn't compare. For me, when I fish offshore, I want to see an object. I don't care about the fish as much as I care about the object. And if I drop 360 in the water, I can line up to that object. If you pull your pan optics in the water, you got to know that your waypoint is good to find the object, first of all. Well, well he's talking about down view. He's not talking about forward. He's talking about down. So, so that's turned down. down. Yeah, it doesn't have down. No, view. it doesn't, but... Anything I mean, down, see, um, anything down in, water in 360 is going to be in the black. That's yeah, right. That's, that's under your boat, I right? Don't, that's not down. I mean, yeah, it's down, but it's not down. So, honestly, really, with 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 the forward facing deal, you know, everybody's got it now. Um, you don't need 2D, and you don't need down up front anymore. You don't. I mean, you don't. You see in front of you, you see down, and you see back, um, according to how deep you are. You yep. know, the deeper you are, the more back you have. But, I mean, you, you don't need it. I mean, I fish, you don't. So I have, I have three Lorances, two at the console, one at the front, and then I've got a little nine-inch screen that runs pan optics. And I I have, in the last couple of months, when I'm, I don't fish till it really starts getting this time of the year, I've caught myself. I, I literally don't turn my front Lorance on very much anymore, except – if I'm going somewhere new and I need waypoints or something like that that I've, that I've made, but uh, I use that little nine-inch screen. I have a 16 Lawrence up there, and it doesn't make fun of me because it's huge. It but looks like a dinner table. That that nine-inch that <laughs> nine-inch Garmin, I use it more because of it being live. And when we yeah. get out deep for vision vertical, I mean, not only can you see down mm-hmm. where with a traditional 2D cone, if a fish is in it, obviously you can tell by the your color palette how hard of a return to know where it is in your cone yeah. but you don't know left or right if it's not mm-hmm. with that down imaging or sorry down view and pan optics when it gets in that you you know if he's 10 feet over there or yeah. 15 feet over there yeah. where in traditional 2D stuff you're fishing vertical and you're right on the fish it's like why is that thing not biting and it's because he's 30 feet that way yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. We caught stripers like that. Yeah, at, uh, My, Michael Kennard, do you think Panoptics is going to play as much when the tournaments aren't in the fall? Uh, in springtime, no. Not going to play nearly as much in spring. 
it, and then it goes back to everything. Like this is a square built crankbait. This is a nine foot crankbait. They're two different tools. This has got a place, and this has got a place, and it's the same thing. That the forward facing is never going to be uh, every day, all day long, all year long thing. 360's not, square bill's not, six foot's not, nine foot's not. But it's got its place. I can tell you this about it after what Patrick Walters did at Ray Roberts, they'll probably be 95% of the field out there scanning. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. so, to, so, to talk about that point though, and I can't remember if the conversation was had on here or if it was had outside of here, I can't remember, but. There are places close by that people are using forward facing, and the fish are actually starting to run from it they, because they, said they that have, at the Toyota because they figured out Cumberland. the fish have figured out what's up. It's like anything else; disappear. they get conditioned, just like all those crankbaits Brian's holding over there. They get conditioned to each and every one of those things, just like they do Alabama rig or anything else. Yeah, it's unreal, and I tell you what is is really cool and amazing. And today, I mean, I've spent a lot of time looking at that forward facing already, but today's striper fishing is the first day I've had it striper fishing. And I've been looking forward all year at once I learned that thing. It's like, dude, I can't wait to do this. And, and it blows your mind how many fish are in a lake. And come to your boat and look around. And don't and bite leave. your stuff. <laughs> or sit under the boat. Yes. And <laughs> so... I ain't going to get into a lot of details, but striper fishing, normally when you find them, there's a pile of them, and they run. They don't never slow down. They're never They're sitting. They're chasing bait. Dude, if there's not a absolute, I'm talking about a bunch, and I, I can look at it, and I can tell you, I can see, throw right there, and I'm going to catch them, but I can see 17 of them right there, and I can tell you you're not going to catch one. And you might catch one, but 99 times out of 10, you're not going to catch one. But you're going to catch those, I promise you. I can look at it and tell you that. Striper or bass? Those are striper. Definitely on that. I mean, it's they relate to bass more than people would think. But um, I can tell you one thing it's done for me. I didn't realize how fast fast fish can actually swim. Oh, when, I mean, they get it. It's cool. So it's, it has taught me a lot about fishing. Um, Just fish behavior in general, yeah. right? And it's, it kind of, so here's you better, a, you better be able to keep your cool and not get pissed about things real easy because yeah like we all forever you said i wonder how many fish you that you know with that thing you freaking know now yeah. <laughs> it's bull crap <laughs> listen rob robin we fished winter trail this sunday and uh he's like does that thing really helped us i said you see that brush pile over there i said there's four fish that i can see we fired up there guess how many fish we caught all None. four of them. No, we oh. caught all four of them. <laughs> we caught caught all four of them out of that one brush pile. It's and, hard to see 14 inches on that thing. Well, you know, <laughs> zoom in and I'm blow it up a little bit. You can see the little itty-bitty spots on Lake Norman over top of brush piles. You can see those things plain as day. No, you, you like on 360, you know, looking 50 feet, uh, eight inches, you can see really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I set I, I set it on eighty you can foot. See. So is that with mega only, or well, you're using no. four fifty five, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, I still like you can see suspended fish easy. Yeah, well, they show up as shadows the same way as mm-hmm. uh, side yeah. imaging does, right? Yeah. So so here's the question of the night. All right, and we're gonna make you pick one. All right. So Carson wants to know, pick one. If you had to pick one, <laughs> I don't know. Three sixty <laughs> or forward facing sonar. Uh, Lake Master. Lake, <laughs> Lake Master. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I could have one thing on my boat, it would be Lake Master. Well, I mean, because that's the most valuable thing on my boat. Yeah. Um, it, it is. I mean, I don't care if I'm fishing offshore or shallow. That's the most important thing on my boat. Carson. From safety, running around, um, saving time running around, getting around, um, plus... Knowing where to look for fish. I mean, they say, "Oh, this is a channel swing bank, and or the channel runs right up against it." I can look, and I see every single one on the lake that quick. I mean, it's the most important thing on my boat. I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, Lake Lake Master too. I mean, I know Carson. He's a fan and partial to Sea Map since he's. Had a hand in. Oh, and C Map's good. <laughs> That's but, what they just wrote. No, well, but here's here's the problem. I'm gonna argue with him on that because I've got Lake Master for Wiley, and I fished a one v one out of Chris Carnes' boat, who's got C Map for Wiley. I'm gonna just tell you, they failed on some of the offshore places out there on the way it's laid out on the contours on C Map compared to Lake Master. I can so t- I've seen certain lakes. Everywhere that Sea Map is mapped is good, really good, like extremely good. But there are things like you. All right, if, I, if I've got both chips for a lake, I'm running both of them. And I've it's seen stuff, I've seen stuff on Sea Map that's not on on Lake Master. I've seen stuff on Lake Master that's not on Sea Map. And it's not very much. I right. haven't seen that very often, but it is there. I know this. There's so a- if you've got the option to use both. And, you know, you can justify using both, use both. That's the same discussion you had earlier with the tools you have in your hands right there. Exactly. Right? It is. I mean, there's there are a few flat spots out here on some of the offshore places that CMAP doesn't show. But Lake Master shows it clear as day. It's, it's all in. So I can tell you this with the run around Lake Normal with CMAP. I didn't realize there were so many road beds as there are on that lake. There's a bunch. There there's is a yeah. ton of them. Yeah. I knew where, I thought I knew where a bunch of them were, but. I learned, I saw a whole lot more just looking in my garage. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's def, there's nothing wrong with C-Map. I like it. Uh, Linda, so Kyle <laughs> is at the coast, right? Supposedly he's trying to kill Boo-Boo. Oh, well, that's what she said. No, he's trying eaten to kill, by that bear he's trying to kill the Yogi. other day. Uh, so. Well, no, for Kyle, it's probably Boo-Boo suffice. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to wait on Yogi. Boo-Boo will suffice. <laughs> So Joey Sabaga, I guess he won the. Uh, yeah, I heard he won the drawing. He, won, at the he won, must have won the helix. What do you want for that uh, unit there, Joey? I give you five dollars. Five dollars. So, so Sabaga, I'll, I'll, I'll double new. I'll give you ten. Joey Sabaga, <laughs> he goes by the hand of Sab Fishing. Well, I have renamed him Sabotage Fishing <laughs> because he will sabotage your butt. <laughs> but Joey's my boy, and I'll tell you this. The open at Hartwell this year, that second day, uh, we're sitting there BSing before blast off. 
And I had a bait on, and he had a bait on that was like it but different. And and he knows his, he knows what he's doing when it comes to these hearing fishing. Brian knew ain't got a clue. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you straight up, I just did. And he said, I like this one better. Well, I had one of them. And I tied on, and I caught him on it that day. I mean, I caught him. I ain't had a bite on another one. So you might be sabotaged a lot of times, but thank you for that, Joey. <laughs> Without that, I probably didn't win Angler of the Year. Just, so thank you, buddy. You Just remember, news always watching. Cover the deck of your boat up. <laughs> hey, you know, you got you got to help your buddy self time to time. Hey. You never know when you need help. That's what kind of trash he's talking now? Nothing. He's trying Nothing. to sell that unit. I just asked him what he wanted for it, and he yeah. didn't put anything back on there yet. Uh, just looking at these comments, Brian, you just have to give a blanket statement. we got a lot of people saying congratulations. Well, thank you to everybody. Uh, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it was uh, a good year. I mean, it's been a long time it took me to do this, and I did it, and hopefully I can keep doing it and uh, not drown out there with the big boys. Because it's easy to do. Very it's easy. easy to do Those guys uh, fish catch the open level. Yeah. Um, Those but, guys catch them every day. Oh yeah. You can't every day. I I get teased all the time because I'm I'm the historian in here. I've been told several times. So I'm just a big fan of the sport. I don't get to do it as much. So yeah. I'm we'll definitely be following you for sure. Brandon, you gotta get Chris Wagner's question because it's one you're gonna be able to answer. Is Lawrence going to give Garmin a run for its money with active imaging? So, I I don't know yet. Okay, so I've I've looked at it on paper. I have not seen it in the boat. So what I can tell you about it is it does have a wider, uh, I'll say cone, but whatever you want to call it, reading area than Garmin. I don't like that. I don't either. Um, that defeats the purpose. And if you look at if you look at some of the videos, some of the videos I've seen suck, but that could very I know I cut you off, but that could very easily, easily be because the person that's using it don't have it set right. up right. Um, but some of the video I've seen is yeah, it, honestly it, looks better than. I, uh, and I agree the, with you. Uh, I've seen both. So with with Garmin, it has almost like a. a some of the images I have seen on mine when I have it turned up too high is it almost has like a halo effect around it, right? So there's a lot yeah. of distortion around the target that you're trying to look at. So you have to play with it constantly, like like New was saying. Now the active imaging, what I've seen on some of the videos is you'll see fish come up to your bait and then you'll actually get a glimpse of the side of them because yeah. they're turning. And the reason that is is because if Garmin's shooting like this, it's not getting, it's not gonna get that profile of the fish. Mm -hmm. But where Lawrence is shooting like that, it's going to get it. Yeah. So I don't know yet. And the hummingbird stuff. Uh, Everything hummingbirds ever put out has been jammed up. Did they have a date on that yet? The, like it's March. March. It's March. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen anything about it. I'm going to tell you something. Set, set technology aside, hummingbird will not have a black box. That will be big in and of itself you know what? i don't know if that's good or not i like but back to what i just said everything hummingbirds ever put out has been awesome i like the the module stuff because if i'm not using it battery issues and you talk to shane about this battery issues are a real thing with these giant screens they are i got the, seven screens all and you everything do is what i did 
I mean, if you do what I did, you'll never have a power issue at all. Well, what'd you do? <laughs> Add another power. All these boats, I mean, I'm sorry, this is the truth. I say all these. My boat, and every boat I've ever had, the power wire that's in it's the boat too small. is way too small. It's like a 16 gauge or 14 or something, which is too tiny. And I'm not, I don't know all the perfect little details about power, but... I know a bigger wire and a shorter distance of that a wire has to carry power is better than a long skinny wire. I wish my brother so, was here. He'd say some people go to four years of school to learn it. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I was I was gonna I, I was gonna fire something there, but I'm gonna just leave my so, knowledge. I'm gonna leave my knowledge to myself. <laughs> you take I took an eight gauge wire, everything heavy duty. Everything heavy duty. Put a breaker at the back, run straight to the front, front heavy duty bus bar, and everything up front comes off of it. And I, ever since I did that, I have not had one issue. Every, every, I'm running four 12 inch graphs and a 10 inch graph, and all day long, power, um, well, power poles up and down, yep. uh, live well running, and I haven't had a power issue yet so uh that's a lot of power boys and it it cleans your images up too i was gonna say up front i've got 13 plus volts 99 percent of the time the only thing i was gonna say no no only thing i was gonna say about what you're doing is the only thing to do differently to make it just a little bit better parallel no run individual wires to each graph back to the battery in the back of the boat and then it'll necessary you run an eight, if you run an eight gauge wire to the front of the boat, you don't need more than that. No, no, no. I understand that. But if you want cleanest images possible, you break everything up and isolate it, and you'll get as clean as you can get. You ain't gonna get no cleaner than what I got. Well, that's true. I've seen, I've seen. They clean mine up a big. I did, the, I did the same thing. So I, I work in that space too. Where a lot of low voltage mm-hmm. stuff, what I do with work, and the biggest and thing you is have you gotta have clean it, right? power. Oh, you gotta have clean power. You gotta no have doubt. clean power. But if you get the power up there, it don't matter if it's broke up i mean i could be wrong but i can tell you right now my stuff is on point yeah no i had i had a garmin live scope for a little while and and i had problems with power even running lithiums i had problems with power and then it all well, we chased came the fuse back. in your boat forever and it came down it all came down to the wire yeah and that's all it was rewired well, it never had a problem i'm gonna ask you something when you're too. estimating jobs an electrician what's the most expensive thing you got <laughs> Knowledge. It's, well, copper, right? <laughs> copper. Wire's, yeah. wire's expensive. It is. So, but uh, one thing I always do is every route, anywhere that that wire routes through, whether it be the back, through the side, or up front, I try to keep it away from other wires, especially trolling motor wires. Yep. I never want it laying against the trolling motor wire. I can't really tell you why, but... Smart, well, people. It's smart, smart people told me not to one time, so that's why. I mean, it's the interference. <laughs> it's interference. You'll yeah. see it. Oh yeah, I mean, I know it creates. Interference. It's, it's I just can't sit here and tell you why. It's just like it's the power wire for the. We, we can we can we can talk about that off <laughs> the, camera if you really want to know. <laughs> the power cord for the Hummingbird Mega comes with an internal separate ground to Does ground it? into the front of the boat, so that it's an isolated ground for that unit to help with interference. Yes. So does it have? So you land it on your negative fold too? Mm-hmm. Because they're bonded in the DC, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, so here's a question for you. I guess current 
Well, both current Elite Series pros now. I don't know if you made your first deposit yet. No. Wednesday. I got two days. So you're not current yet. I mean, I'm going to call it current. (laughs) You're more current than I am. (laughs) I would too, too, Do So Dan Weber wants to know, um, will Bass ever place a limit on the number of units? No. Nope. And here's my thing, like, there's several reasons, but the the reason they're not going to is because Humbird, Lawrence, uh, Garmin, they pay the bills. Yep, I was going to say that would be, that'd be limiting your sponsors. The, I mean, you know, you say what you want to, every industry in the world revolves around spending money. That's right. That's right. Dollars, and they're not going to do it. So Matt Queen busted out a big yes, word for he, you. Yes, he, I was getting ready go. to comment. It's called impedance. He had to look that called. up. I promise you, he Googled that. He even capitalized it. <laughs> he, yeah, he. that was a cut and paste from the old the Google. <laughs> <laughs> from the El, old Google. El Google got him where he needed to be on that one. And here's another thing. So bring come back to this. Are they going to eliminate no. how many graphs you can have? That's obviously kind of been a hot topic all over the country in the last couple months. And and people are saying that, oh, you can't compete if you don't have all of this stuff. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, you yep. can. Because, I mean. You can pay right, your money just like everybody else. I've got it. more money in electronics on my boat than probably anybody in the country. I don't know anybody else that's running six. A lot of people are running five. I could be wrong. <clears throat> Somebody is. I just haven't seen it. Um <laughs> And I haven't weighed in a whole lot of bass because of my electronics. All of my electronics together, together this year. I mean, yes, this one played there and that one played here, but all of them together, I mean, can Care- I want AOI without it? I don't know because there was several fish that I caught because of live scope. One order. Several fish because of 360, but a whole bunch of them because of Lake Master. And, um, I mean, you could have definitely took the Lorentz away. It would have maybe slowed some stuff down, you know, from time to time. You could have definitely took one of the one of the hummingbirds away at the console. I mean, I could have been using mapping in, inside on the same one. Sure. Um, but you don't have to have all that. You really, really don't. Do you use uh, Do you use Fish Smart, the hummingbird Fish Smart, for your waypoint management on your computer? No. no. I, you should try. I No, what I do works good for me. Well, I mean, well, that's the key to it for you. Yeah, right? for you. You got to figure out what works for you. Don't that's exactly you? right. I mean, you can get ideas from people, but don't say, "Oh, hey, uh, Kevin Van Dam does this. I got to do it." Right. <laughs> Kevin Van Dam. No, no. They give you a good place to start, but you got to take it and make it I your mean, own. You can take an idea and say that could work and try it. Maybe it does. Maybe it don't for you. But don't just do something because other people are doing it. Um, any word on open schedule? I haven't heard a thing. Uh, no, but it should be really soon. Uh, Chris said something. Chris Bose, the tournament director, talked to him. I don't even know what. I don't even know what month it is. To be honest with you, I think it's, it's December. December. It's almost Christmas. It's almost uh, Christmas. Oh. That's the only reason. I, um, yeah, you better know. You just got sometime married. in the last couple <laughs> weeks. He said it was, should be pretty soon. Whatever that one call. Surely before New Year's. I would are think, you guys? I would think. Are you? Uh, I guess we'll schedule dictate if you guys fish the opens next year. Or are you going? Are you going to get? Well, in? they'll they'll arrange it to where we'll be able to go to the opens. 
I'm sure they never they I'm never scheduled about the actual schedule of lakes because you didn't fish them this year, right? No, I didn't. They uh, they'll never schedule those two on top of each other because there is a lot of guys that do fish both. Yeah, and you know they'll. I'm sure that you can about look in the gaps in the elite schedule and tell where the opens are going to be or the dates are going to be. Maybe not the lake, yeah. but winter's 2024. I, yeah, <laughs> so I um I would love to cherry pick. I'm probably not fishing whole division of anything else. I mean, because dude, I got forty five thousand dollars in entry fees. Yeah, that's more than I've ever made working in a year. You know, that's a lot of money. So I've got a lot invested already and. I got to get back home and work in between these tournaments, make sure I'm paying some bills. But uh, if there's some on there that I really like, you might see new and old. Uh, so what's your open? So you've been all over the U.S. What's your favorite state to fish in? Um, well, it's pretty simple. There's one answer to that. How, how about? Um, hold on, what's it called? Uh, Chattahoochee River. The Chattahoochee River. Yeah, because you following Seminoles, my boys. <laughs> and one's in Alabama fully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seminoles on both, right? And then Seminole is Seminoles in Florida, Florida and Georgia. Florida and Georgia. Georgia. And they probably a little bit in probably Alabama. Probably is part of it. Some Alabama. of the hooch has got to be in Alabama, yeah. probably. Carolina rig is my only debt finder. <laughs> Bernard, next time we at Baden, I want to see you flipping that Carolina rig up there in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Baden. We gotta go there the twenty third. Yep. We gotta get the belt back. Fish against I'll, some I guy. I can't say we. You some, gotta get the yeah. belt back. Oh, I got a little extra incentive to get that belt back now. So, so, so new the. Uh, we started this. I guess we're on. It, is this the sixth leg of it now? Is it four? How many times? Two, three. Well, it started out with so hammer. hammer. I won three. three. Right. Oh, I remember Dylan Falk. Then you lost to Jason. I did lose to Jason on a bad. Was it? Was there? There was nobody else in no there. Nobody between Dylan no. and Jason. Okay, so, so this Jason the was the fourth, leg. so this will be yeah. the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife and kids made a belt out of Cardboard. Amazon boxes and tinfoil. Nice. <laughs> and it's it's literally, you know how the, the bantering gets against all the local guys that call somebody out? Well, I yeah. wasn't going to let it go. Yeah. So I put a belt up, and we fished <laughs> live, and it became a big deal. So then it was. People like it. People liked it. So, okay. So uh, David won three events and lost the last one to Jason Land out here uh, for it some reason. Bad, it was a bad day in a borrowed boat. And for some oh, reason. It happens. Hey, you got beat. I got beat. No, I'll take you it. You got beat. I got beat. I, we haven't seen Jason on here tonight. He's usually on here every night. He's probably at Baden practicing. He's, listen, Michael Kennard <laughs> just said he's going to be primed and ready. I'm sure he's got every bit of information from Baden. There possibly is just a – well, well he puts, he on, he puts on a tournament down there. I know. I know. <laughs> every weekend. I know. So. That place is starting to get right, it looks like. I saw the weights this past weekend. They're starting to get pretty big. Badness. I love Badness. It's a good. You got any waypoints? <laughs> I do, but you're not getting them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go up there and make my own. I'm not worried. Uh, he's working. He's working. Kennard said he's working. Gotcha. Uh, that's what I need to be doing. So... It's awful hard to. So Brian, we we talk about those crankbaits in your hands. Um, so those are green fish, right? Yeah. They, the so right I'm gonna turn this camera on, and I want you to talk through all those if you don't mind. Well, I'll let you get it. Up. Okay. So can you see it up there? Not really. All right, hold on. We'll make it. I can make it bigger. 
Don't How about be, that? There you go. Okay. So this, this is my boy. This is the fat G2. And, I mean, it's a balsa square bill. Uh, there's a lot of other baits like it. Um, but to me, but honestly, without this bait, I don't win angler of the year this year. Uh, I caught most of my, <laughs> most of my fish, let's see. I caught a bunch of, I caught a ton of fish on it at Coho, but I'm trying to think, I probably caught, out of 15 fish, I probably weighed in seven of them off of it. I know I caught a five pounder and two four pounders the first day on it. At Toho? Yeah. And That's pretty, something you don't hear a lot about, right? It's pretty much everything the second day. Gotcha. I caught a few on a monster worm the second day that I weighed in. But where, oh, I caught, uh, I caught two, I caught a four and a three on it at Louisville the second day when I caught that big bag there. Uh, I know I caught more on it than that this year, but I mean, that right there in itself is very, very, uh, big for that one bait but it dies on, on 15 pound line that, that bait will dive about four foot you get it to go down 12 you can get like five a little five and a quarter um and i know that sounds crazy saying five and a quarter but that's that very with, with crankbaits and according to what you're trying to do with it you know four or five inches can be a, a big deal that's it's right. a home run or a whiff so, and the re the reason this bait is so good is how buoyant it is, the weighting and everything, and that's that's another reason that makes it a little bit different than other ones that might look identical to it. The weighting is perfect on it, the bill angle, everything is perfect. Uh, to me, when this style of bait, you want something. Sometimes you want something that don't float as high or as quick, but when I use this bait, I'm either cranking grass or wood. I don't crank a lot of rock with it. It is good for that, but that's normally whenever I go to the new GT6 or the uh, the in cold water I throw the G flat. But the the fat G2, um, it's just a bait you always have to have on tied on any time of the year anywhere in the country. Um, but the cold water, which is you know what we're dealing with right now, is this G flat. I uh, have really caught a lot of fish with that thing the last couple years in the winter and in, in the pre-spawn and it's i tell you what another time of the year it's really good is in the fall whenever you got a little bitty bait fishing sucks pressure it's it's really subtle and and it catches them i mean it does and I, i'd go back to the forward facing sonar so you see these fish react to stuff and i've I've seen these fish like stacked up in a little ditch on some bait. Actually, this year, uh, I don't remember where I was at. It wasn't in a tournament, I don't think. Maybe it was. Anyways, oh, it was at Neely Henry? Yeah, there's these fish stacked up in a little ditch in practice. And I was throwing a, another bait. It was a plastic bait. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. But these fish, they just run from it. And I could, I mean, I'm sitting there looking at them, and I see my bait, and they just run from it. And this little subtle bait here comes through there, and, and I mean, I didn't stroke them, but I never got a bite on another one. They ran from it. They wasn't running from this one, and I caught like three or four. So, I mean, that's a big deal sometimes. 
They all well, they all mattered for angler of the year. Right? Oh yeah, I One mean that was short practice. anywhere. Like those fish disappeared yeah. in the tournament, gotcha. but uh, I wish they wouldn't have because that uh, I finished a hundred there. <laughs> but the old uh, the the smiley. This is a it's a classic bait. I mean it's a new bait to greenfish. It's been out well maybe a year and a half now, two years possibly. But it's it's a, a come off of an old zoom bait. Uh, this is a, honestly, I, I have not spent a ton of time with this bait, but it is good. It's good for that. It's good in six, but it's, it's good down to like nine. I mean, it, it comes through, but, uh, brush and, and stumps really good. It's, it's got that same type action and, um, they, they freaking bite it, dude. That looks they a little bit wider it. than the, uh, than the other one. Is that? Is it the same profile or? Yeah, well, it's it's sort of the same body. It's a little bit bigger body. I see that a now. Bigger, there you go. I couldn't see it build. side by side. Yeah. But um, this this here is a bait that I'm really excited about. I haven't fished it a ton. Um, just actually just released it not long ago, but I've had some for a few months now. This is the GT6, and it's a rounder body bait. It's, it's got a round bill plus a round body and it's you know it's a really really good in four or five it will hit six on 12 pound fluorocarbon and uh, another good high pressure situation bait um, but it's good all the time I, I say it is it's going to be I can just tell by the way it feels and everything it's going to be good in the winter spring um, I don't know how if it's going to be like a perfect summertime bait, but you'll definitely be able to catch some fish on it. It comes through brush good. Really? It does come through brush good, uh, which is, I mean, I, I love cranking brush. So, um, David, you have all those in, this, in the store, right? I do. So every one of those yeah. came off of your shelf. They did. I tell you, though, another thing. So this is the fat G2. The, the G2 is this body, but it's a square bill. And that is probably one of my favorite baits from Greenfish, uh, favorite crankbaits. It's really good in that two, three, it will touch four, but that two to three foot range, it's got a, a good thump, but it's somewhat subtle, if that makes any sense. You just have to throw one. You need to buy one and throw it. It's very similar to RC. 1.5 yeah but it's totally different body it is a totally different body but the what the, the feel is yeah. yeah the feel is real similar um but i and i caught i caught a lot of fish on that at the arkansas river as well on the 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 g squared not, so not the fat but the regular g squared so i think if any of anybody's fish here regular they've run into you somewhere on the lake before and i, I see you throwing a crankbait a lot I, yeah, I so talk about your cranking setup for us, uh, shallow water, because that's what I would so, say probably ninety percent. Well, most of these baits are what I would consider shallow water crankbaits. Yeah, baits. yeah. Um, I throw a seven foot medium heavy Fitzgerald square bill rod. See the bait. Oh, oh. Uh, the the Fitzgerald square bill rod is I use it most of the time especially on shallow stuff shallow baits um that's the rod i use most of the time and i use 12 to 15 pound fluorocarbon uh, i will go up to 17 or 20 just according to what i'm trying to do and that depending on what i'm fishing and how deep 
the what I'm fishing, it'll have a little bit to do with it, but mainly the depth I'm wanting to hit. Obviously, you go up with line size, you get a little bit less depth. You go up another line size, obviously it's less depth again. But 100% of the time, I'm using a five to one reel. Um, a lot of guys will use a six or seven from time to time. I use a five to one year round. Um, that's what I do, it works for me, and I don't, I've never seen a reason to change. Gotcha, so do you have a rule of thumb when you say if you go from 12, say a bait dive six feet and go from 12 to 15, will it kill it by a foot? Or no, no. Is it just no, all no, feel? No. And it, it does have different, it, it affects different baits different ways. I mean, every bait it affects different ways. Right. So basically when I get a bait, like when I got the GT6 a couple months ago, I went out, um, it wasn't here, I went to some lake anyways, and I threw it on 10. I will throw a bait on 10 sometimes. It's rare, but I will. Um, I, I learn it, and I feel I learn what it's going to do on 10. I say, all right, this is about, you know, six, six and a half. And I'll throw it on 12, five and three quarters, right at six. And throw it on 15, about four and a half. And bait like that, I'm never going to throw on 17. Sure. So, I, you know, I'm in the, the G flat, I'm never going to throw on 17. It's actually rare that I would throw it on 15. Do you see uh, when you step up in those line sizes, does it mute the action of the bait at all? Some baits it will, um, especially a flat bait. It definitely yeah. will. Uh, a square bill, hard thumping bait, typically no. A deep diving bait, typically no. Um, now, the smiley, you go up to 17 on a smiley, and, yeah, it'll, it'll but it's a tight bait. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a tight bait, so... Yes, and I can't sit here and tell you why, but I know it does, so that's all that matters. Sure. Um, I mean, it's it makes sense, but I don't know how to describe it. As I'm sure it's just the weight and the extra drag in the water. Yeah. It just oh, weights yeah. it down, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing with fish and light line, right? I mean, for the drop shot, we have a northern falling, so the for the smallmouth guys, you know, they'll drop shot six pound test, right, as a leader. And yeah, and see, a lot of people think that people downsize line size just to, for visibility they think it's less visible yes it is less visible but it's it's more than that you have a um, not only does it fall quicker but it falls straighter like say say I throw a shaky head out I cast it out on eight pound line it's going to pendulum if I throw it out on six it's going to pendulum but it's going to pendulum quicker Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just a drag coming through the mm-hmm. water, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All that stuff is, I mean, obviously you've spent a lot of time what I'll call the lab on the on-water testing, Oh, right? yeah. I mean, like, I I couldn't tell you how many baits that I've gotten in a junk pile. They're not really in the pile, but they might as well be. I mean, I get a couple baits a week in that I order or, or you know, this or that or test baits, prototype baits, and... I immediately I go to my dock and I throw them off. I mean, I'm luckily I live on the water and I can do that. And there's a ton of baits that I carry in my boat that I've never fished with, but I know what they do. Yeah. And I know where, you know, they're probably where I would probably use them. And just but you always find yourself going back old faithful in, in a lot of those situations. A lot of times, but you know, a lot of times you gotta have other tools. You gotta have sneaky stuff. You gotta. You gotta be on top of the game. I mean, 
You got to stay ahead of the curve, right? Yeah, you do. Uh, we we tease all the time about the Whopper Plopper. So Chris Marshall's on here. He had it for a long time too before it got real big. I threw it for about a year and a half before the mania hit. Y'all boys haven't probably. I mean, I'm that was stupid, down, man. But you probably don't have a clue. It, it was dumb. But, I, I so knew I, about I knew about it about four or five years before it got out. The the first one I got, I ordered from Larry Dahlberg himself. <laughs> That's how long I had it. <laughs> I was fishing tournaments. And if I seen a boat remotely close to me, I would quit throwing it because it's so defined. Like yeah. you hear that, you say, "What, what is the that? Heck is that thing?" I've never right, heard so of pop art like that before. The first year it come out, <laughs> <laughs> the first year it come out, I was practicing for a BFL on Lake Wiley, and I was going in a pocket, and there's a lady working up in her yard, just raking leaves or doing something in her yard. And I mean, maybe she was a genius at fishing. I don't know. I kind of doubt it and she said that must be the bait of the day you're the fourth person's coming here throwing it i mean i don't think she knew a lot about fishing but it's a defined sound like it you, is you hear sure. it, you know what it is and i put it down and i hadn't made 100 casts with it since i mean i do throw it from time to time but it's rare it played um, out <laughs> it's not what it used to be it's definitely not what it used to be and everything's like that but things come back the a-rig is not what it used to be mm-hmm. uh, but hey Flight sides used to be the deal years ago, and then people quit talking about them. People quit throwing them. It's the thing again. Yep, starting I mean, to come back. They bit it Saturday. On it's Lake the Norman. thing again. Uh, the same thing with uh, we've we've had this debate a couple of times: the spinnerbait versus chatterbait. Which I know the spinnerbait's coming the spinner back. The really coming back. My, I've heard stories from my grandfather when the buzzbait was released. They said fish would come out of thirty foot of water and just destroy it because they'd never seen it before. Yeah, I wish I would have been yeah. back then. No kidding. Um, so I'm going to go back. So I hope, Zach, hopefully you're on here. Zach, Tom, um, I'm going to read his question. It's an electrical question. Um says, since y'all were on the subject about electronics and clean return, do you put batteries in parallel for the big battery? So I think I speak for all of us here. We all run one cranking battery. I run two. You do run two? But I run kind of seven graphs right so okay so that so this is another one if you do run two are they in parallel or or is one dedicated for electronics only no well so when i put all right let me back up i used to have two helix 10s a lorance 12 a lorance 12 and helix 12 and that was cranking battery only never had issues except for with the front lens. And that was pre-Brian New's wiring system. When I added the Garmin and went from 110 to a 12, bumped 110 up to a 12, I knew I needed more power. Yeah, black box sucks some juice. So I originally, everything up front is on its own dedicated battery. I was good, but I was losing power later in the day, so I paralleled, and I don't even charge that battery anymore. Gotcha. Um, so, yes, I am running two parallels. Okay. But I'm running the 31 and the 29. So you're so running you run two a, different You're running five batteries? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then the next part of that question. So there's part one. It says, uh, if you got a battery maintainer on cranking battery and the dedicated battery, can impedance still backfeed through the onboard maintainer 
to affect returns. So maintainer, I man, you got to break that down to where normal okay. people so like me can ma- understand. Ma- that. Maintainer, <laughs> and I can answer <laughs> that question. Maintainer, and what he means by maintainer, I know what a maintainer is. It's all that other jumbo you you were talking about there. That's right. So the the answer is yes, it can if you don't have a common ground. So what I do in my boat, and you have to be careful because I had to fix the boat you borrowed. Remember they had the... Derrick's when it's had... Yeah. When it had electrolysis real bad. Yeah, it had electrolysis. So yeah. in a DC circuit, and I'll, I'll give my dis, my salesman dissertation, and then we'll listen to the electrician talk. So in a DC circuit, the ground wire is bonded to your, new, or to your, to your negative wire. <laughs> I almost said neutral, which is the black wire in your boat. You got red and black. So all your noise is going to come through your black wire. So if you tie all your blacks together in the back of your boat to the ground, which is a boat has a floating ground until it goes in the water, then all of that ground will dissipate out of your boat and you can get very clean returns. That's how you clean up your, um, that's how you clean up your power if you're having issues. If you put your boat in the water and all of a sudden your props turns gold or you start getting white pits everywhere, that's something called electrolysis. And that's because... Man, we're going to st- yeah. stop drawing limits on, on this man. Okay. I mean, Just this stop is... talking. These two right. are playing with crankbaits right. like they're fidget Sorry. No, they, they don't, if no. you guys want to know more, just send me a message. I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> no, Brandon, you're right. To keep it simple, <laughs> if you're having problems with your electronics, call Brandon. <laughs> create a common ground and start from there. There you go. So, Brian, I did see uh, I'm a science teacher. <laughs> I think I mean here's here's my whole deal on we'll just stop this right now. My thing is keep it clean, keep everything neat. Don't let wires rub against wires that they don't need to rub That's against right. and run a big wire. And and if you don't know, you can always pay people. There are people out here yep. that do this for a living. That's you know, right. I, I think I seen a thing the other day is uh, lost the crowd for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Sorry guys. Yeah. I think it was um Somewhere out of Georgia, there's a guy calling us, selling a system now. It's called Clean. I think it's called Clean Wire. There's a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, there's a couple of those. And hey, good for them, but you can do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I did it myself, and it is. Ten more. How many fat wraps you want? Because I bet you I probably got about a hundred of them. <laughs> so, uh, take 28 hours to charge your batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I mean, my, I'm good. I do carry a manual charger with me, and sometimes if... You get an extra kick. But my cranking battery is... I, I did I run a lot, so i got a lot of charge on my battery, my cranking battery. So, um, D- so Daryl, he, he asked, how the heck do you keep wiring for six graphs clean? The reason is is because you've got a backbone all the way to the front, and then everything ties to that. He doesn't have each graph coming to the back. No. No, I've got one great big wire, one eight-gauge wire running to the front, Everything comes off of a bus bar. Everything is super clean. You can't get any cleaner or neater than the way I've got it. I've got every wire. No wires are touching each other. Big um, wiring. I don't know what you call them. Big big Ring ends. terminals. Yeah, big terminals. Um, everything is um, is big uh, power. Most charge. I mean, it's perfect, and my images are perfect. Yeah. Um, so I did see 
you made a post. I think you made a post, or maybe someone was talking about it. So you have a, a dedicated, some kind of a mounting system for your livestock, right? Yeah, I was supposed right? to make a video on that this weekend, and then last weekend, and the weekend before, and I, I haven't found time. Been striper fishing. So what? So what's the reason behind that? We don't right, need to go into the so, details what it, what it is. Just what's the reason behind that? Several. Number one, when I was at the Arkansas River, it's a river, it's dirt shallow. I'm running 360 and uh, forward facing, so mounting that deal on your shaft, I had very little room. That I had, I had a little. I mean, like not even inches on each side that you could go up or down on the troll motor shaft where it had to be before you were hitting lower unit or hitting 360. That being said, you cannot raise your trolling motor up to get shallow motor enough. shaft shallower um, for shallow water. So I took it off. I didn't need it there anyways. But I took it off and didn't use it for that tournament. I'd already been thinking about this whole deal that I built for that for other reasons but that was just another reason they they do make a um and a lot of guys are running it they do make a, a bracket where you can mount it mount it on mount the forward facing on your troller motor lower unit it's a fifteen hundred dollar lower unit i hit a lot of rocks i don't really want to break a fifteen hundred dollar transducer off i didn't do that um so that was another reason uh, another reason was I really felt like getting it away from the troll motor a little bit, away from the, tra the 360 transducer and the down imaging transducer, getting it away from those, which it's different frequencies, so they shouldn't interfere, but they still do just a little bit. Gotcha. Not much. It ain't bad. I can deal with it, but it's still a cleaner image the way I have it now. Plus, I wanted it to make it where... I can make it look somewhere and stay there. Without moving your trolling motor? Yes. And that's what I did. So I built this different shaft. Um, comes off my mounts to my trolling motor. Got my brack, uh, transducer on it. And I can I can set it to look somewhere. Screw a tensioner knob down and it'll stay there <coughs> when I remove. Or I can loosen the tensioner knob up and put... Uh, like an old school tiller handle trolling motor on it you just and I can turn it and I can make it look wherever I want to does it not get in the way while you're fishing mm -hmm. it doesn't no. and, and honestly I don't use it I point it forward and just leave it be um, I've got another idea um, that is going to be really good haven't got there yet I'm um, working on putting it all together and I and I'm probably going to use the handle a little bit more once I get that idea. I got you. I saw a guy on YouTube. He actually tied something in to remember little rants came out with uh, they call it a spotlight scan. You remember that stuff? Uh, well, it was basically in the foot pedal, and it uh, he's rigged up something to what you're talking about. But it's a little thing on his foot pedal, and he can when his when he moves his foot pedal, it will turn it as well mm -hmm. all right you guys are boring the viewers we've Sorry. lost That's 20 viewers in 20 asleep. minutes <laughs> i don't fell asleep twice and yeah. i've got somebody wanting to go for round two yeah on i saw that the bet the, the so did i don't know if you watched last week or not no he didn't okay no, didn't. so last week david and shane got into a uh, fist fight no uh, I don't know match. Oh, kind of i want to see it 
So, so David made a bet with Shane that he could hold a buzzbait frame, a greenfish buzzbait frame at that. And Shane could set the hook as hard as he wanted with mono, and he would not get hooked. So they want you to go round two, but you set the hook, because apparently they think you got a better hook set than Shane does. You don't have to set the hook on a buzzbait. You just pull into them. Monofilament or braid? Is mon- well, they're talking about mono. Tell what you're doing. Monofilament or braid? On a buzzbait. Buzz Fishing? Fishing. It depends. It depends. It, it does. Just... One bono. <laughs> if I'm fishing grass braid, that's it. There I mean, you go. Enough said. I mean, All right, well. See, we agree on something. I do not use braid <laughs> on a buzzbait if I'm not fishing grass. Or pads or something. It's still pads, grass, reeds. It, it, it's grass. I think that's the biggest debate we've ever had in here. It comes up every week. It does. Oh, I mean. Why is that? Why, why don't you like braid in open water with a buzzbait? You can throw it farther, but I, I can throw it plenty far enough on mono. I yeah. promise you. It's, not, so it's, it's not about that. It's more about the hook getting into the fish. And, and again, <laughs> or you, getting the hook away from the fish. You ever think about that? There, thank that you, too. Brian. Thank you. That, that too. too. We, just mean, exactly had, that we just had to cut this same exact conversation last week, except for Brian's playing my part. Huh? <laughs> I still, I still the won the bat. Same thing I, I still won the bat. I mean, I... I wasn't here last week, but I don't think you won. I'm sorry. They won. <laughs> I mean, we got an Elite Series Pro. I'm going to be Elite my Series point, Pro. My point about it being is, is you cannot hook me if I hold a buzz bait and you step back that clothes rack and set the hook. You cannot I'm not hook. trying to catch David Williams. Or David Winters. <laughs> Why do you cuss me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know him, and I'm going to say that. Daryl Barney wants you to do it braid. Not happening. Because <laughs> I, I know the end result there. I've, I've messed plenty of fish up with braid. <sighs> oh, man. No, I mean, seriously, like. But that goes back to you believe in braid? I guess. That's I, I, I prefer. You throw it on braid? I prefer to do throw it on braid. Do what works for you. That's right. That's, do you do me. you. That's your, right. And your rod has a lot to do with that. Too. And I also yeah. throw it on a seven foot medium heavy. I do as well. I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I know what you throw it on. We'll just leave that alone. <laughs> I want a lot of money on a buzz bait. A lot. Of, I want more money on a buzz bait than I've ever made working my entire life. Put hey, hey. Everybody wants so to come tonight. Stick with what I'm. The way I uh, you you do you, like I said. You do you. The the debate was that you couldn't hook me. There's no right answer. I th- I think ultimately at There's the end no of the day answer. you do you. It's just like with rods and reels. I don't agree with your rod setups on certain yeah. things. Just like you don't agree with mine. No, it works right. for me. It works for you. 100%. Whatever. <laughs> Chris Dover, you cuss Williams, not you. Sure <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Uh, the yeah. real David. Oh, no. Daryl wants you to hold you to hold the oh, bait I'm on Bray. <laughs> I don't have nothing to prove. Can I set the hook? <laughs> Can I, I set the hook? To prove. <laughs> oh. Maybe some people just want to see you get hooked. Maybe. Have you ever I been, don't see. Have you ever been hooked? Right yeah, you just well, got married, didn't you? I, did. I think everybody in this room is <laughs> that way. Oh, yeah, Ken, Moore, Ken Moore says if you got silver and I got fat him. wraps, he wants five. Ken, I'll dig you. Yeah, I'll dig them out for you. 
I probably got some. How much you paying? <laughs> quit, quit trying to squash myself, uh, man. Come on. Dollar cheaper than David. <laughs> he probably give them away. I got big entry fees, man. Four people. I got, got a car. I got two hook, kids. A snail. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not worried yeah. about your entry fees. I got two kids. I got one. <laughs> and old lady wants another. Oh. Got to slow down a little bit. How are you new? Thirty. Yeah, you got time it. yet? Yeah. Oh, should we go? I'm not having kids far when I'm over 31 or 32. I love you, baby, but we'll get there. <laughs> that's when I. That's when my wife and I started. Uh-huh. First son was 30, and Ansley was born when I was 34. I, I, like, was, I like to get a year of the elites under my belt, and then either pull a Seth fighter. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to do it off season. Shoot some green heads and get my wife pregnant. That's awesome. <laughs> Him probably did both. Yeah. We all know he got his wife pregnant. I'm yeah. almost sure he shot some ducks, too. That dude's funny as can be. Mm. When he was rigging up for the classic, he put something up on Facebook. So, yep, getting ready for my club championship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> And that's about that's about <laughs> on point. It's still just another bass tournament. I mean, it's just the club biggest one, but it's, yeah. it's just a bass tournament. You can't get caught up in, oh man, you know this is the elite series. Or Chris Marshall, I don't think series. he's going to tell you where the stripers were schooling. <laughs> he I, did ask that. God. He I mean, did ask that. A long here's time the, here's ago. a question: you Were you at Murray or Watery? I don't remember. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't really care, but my God, he's pretty. He, he's pretty it. sensitive about that he sort is. of thing. <laughs> that's the most. He secret, me to That's it. the most secretive so individual I know. <laughs> oh, he don't want you to know what you're having for supper. <laughs> They're probably both. Probably striper. I mean, I'm gonna say both. <laughs> Been a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Joe wants to know. Oh, that never mind. That's to Chris. So, out of all the lakes next year, is there one you're looking forward to? Uh, St. John's. St. John's. First oh one. Oh, my God. Why? Because it's the first one. Nothing oh. else matters yet. Okay. I mean, seriously. The next one be whatever it is. Loudon <laughs> Telecom. Have you already started preparing for, for St. John's? Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I just got back in for a two and a half month honeymoon slash fishing tournament trail slash trying to work and make a living and all of that in the same time. I got a lot of catching up to do. Plus, I'm working. Got to go striper fishing. I mean, that's you got to. And uh, But, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely working on this one. Gotcha. Each tournament, the next tournament is the only thing that matters. Worry about the next one after that. Well, we've been on here for uh, over an hour and a half, so we're going to sign off unless right. you guys got anything. I want you to get me a, like at least another piece of pizza. I'm hungry. Dude. <laughs> I'm hungry. One piece ain't going to do it, boys. I understand. Shane won't bring me no tacos. Mm. I didn't know. Mm. He didn't even get me any tacos. Actually, y'all could have had them ones I ate. They weren't hitting on much. I don't want them now. I don't blame <laughs> you. I don't really want them either. <laughs> they won't last long, don't worry. Well, I got some stripers in the live well. I got to go clean them up, boys. <laughs> All right, well. One more question for you before you go. What is the most important thing you do when you see a new lake for the first time on mapping? Yeah. I don't know. I just put the boat in and ride around and 
I look at my map and I mean, yeah, I tell you one really cool thing is um, with Lake Master, and I'm sure the other maps have it too. But so the the contour lines and the depth that it says they are is at normal pool. If the lake's four foot high, you can go in there and you can say plus four. It's like on Humbert, it's water level offset, and you can go plus four if the water's four foot high. And obviously, it brings the contours up. If it's 12 foot low, you can minus 12, and it'll show you that. You got your color shading. Um, once I kind of get around a little bit, I can kind of get a feel of the lake, and I, I can kind of know what depth range I can run, and then I'll kind of go in and set my set my shallow water um, palette and uh, or shallow water shading to you know whatever depth it needs to be at to, that I feel safe running. Where's this question? Just kind of he there. wants to know if news running lithium or AGM, and we kind of cured. I answered that I'm earlier. Not, I mean, I'm not running lithium. I just, I never have. I mean, I don't have anything against them, but I'm pretty satisfied with. Uh, <laughs> it's money. <laughs> yeah, but even that, you know, um, if you do the math, the the warranty and how long they last, it's they pay for themselves somewhat, I believe. There's one. It's just uh, lithium or AGM. Up, yep. up front. All right, he's Money answering that front. one right now. What else he got? Oh. I've never been. I think he's mad about last week too. We kind of shorted him last week. Sorry, Christian. What was your other? Yeah. Other what question? was your other question? I missed it. Somebody said, thank, thank God they don't have to worry about you on your follow this year. Hurry uh, up, David. You might see me. Logan Watts, I guess that is. Okay. Hey, Logan. Uh, you might see me cherry pick something. Might be a BFL or a something. It's hard not to go to you follow. That place is pretty awesome. You follow's my boy. I fished four tournaments that you follow two as a co angler, two as a boater. I won the first one as, as a co angler. Kind of sucked in the second one. Like, actually, I really sucked. It wasn't kind of. <laughs> so, and then I won the Ray Scott last year as a boater. I finished third in the Toyota this year. Um, And I don't talk about this lost fish all the time, but I lost one that I would have wanted there, too. So it would have been three for four if I would have caught that one fish. But other people lost fish, too, so I ain't really worried about that. Still had a good tournament. Caught a lot of big ones. <clears throat> so Christian, his battery setup, he's got two, he's got a, two batteries running uh, parallel for his cranking, and then you're running three batteries in series for your trolling motor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then six graphs. He covered that early on. You got two helixes at the bow and a Lowrance. I got, so this is the rundown. Helix 10, Helix 12, Lorenz 12, iPad at the console. The bow, uh, Garmin 10, Helix 12, uh, Solix 12. And your iPad is a mirror of Lorenz, right? No, I run it for Lake Master. Or, well, you can use it for Lake Master, but 
I use it for um, satellite imaging mostly. Satellite imaging, okay. And, and I mean, you, I look at weather, uh, um, you know, flow schedules, stuff like that on that. Sirometric so. pressures and moon phases, Christian. <laughs> And what last week, last week's lottery numbers were? <laughs> I had to fire that at Christian. <laughs> and Pandora. Pandora. You got to have that. Got to have that. Uh, asking what batteries run what. So you said you had one battery runs all the front graphs and one battery runs all the back graphs, right? Yeah, but they're parallel, so they're yeah, so they're really off the same bank. Basically. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Mark Young wants to know how many amps your motor alternator is putting out, and I bet you enough. don't know. Enough. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he that doesn't might be know. a smart so, so answer. I, but... So I have a question for you, and it has nothing to do with battery or setups. When you're practicing, how much time do you fish? It just depends. It always varies. I mean, it varies everywhere you go. I mean, I look at what I I'll visually look at what I want to look at. I look at what I want to on my depth finders, and then I decide how much I need to fish. Gotcha. I mean, at time of year, late, what's in the way, it, it just all depends how everything's going down. You if, I, if I figure a little deal out and I can see that, yeah, this is going to hold up, and sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't. It just depends. But once, if, once I find all of that, then I forget. I don't forget about it, but I put it in my back of my pocket, and I try to find something different. Gotcha. And um, sometimes you can definitely find too much, but it, I mean, there's no rule of thumb for no set number of anything for all of that. I got you. And yeah, Michael Kennard just asked the same thing: <coughs> Do you ride more than you fish? So sometimes, yeah. absolutely. Sometimes. So you dodge that question really well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you our time. But I tell you this, and and I this is a fact, and it it may the year may be off a little bit, but in I fished toward twelve first year, I know two thousand ten, I could look at a contour map and not have the slightest clue what I was looking at. I mean, not the slightest clue what I was looking at. And now I've got six. If you want kind of iPad seven graphs on my boat. So I mean, yeah, I've spend a lot of time working, you know, looking at graphs. But it works for me. Yeah. It don't work for everybody. You gotta do what works for you. Gotcha. All right man. Well we're dropping our viewers so people are signing off. It's eight fifteen. We it's striper cleaning time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you got a lot of red meat to cut off them things. I do. I hate I do. cleaning them things. My old lady, I'm gonna try to make her help me, but she's probably not going to she got me something delicious cooked. Better than <laughs> better, better tacos. than gas gas station I don't pizza. Know, tacos is pretty good. She can make some good tacos. That's Definitely cool. better than gas station pizza. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and she looks a lot better than than they do. So. We'll go All right. To All right. Sign us off there. Rusty hooks live, where our hooks may be rusty, but our points are always sharp. Brian, thanks for coming in tonight. Thanks Again, for having congratulations. Me. Thanks everybody for the congratulations and tuning in and. Uh, Follow me, and um, maybe I don't suck next year. Please don't let me suck. Yeah, so you're on <laughs> if Facebook. If I do, don't laugh at me. So you're on Facebook, Brian New Fishing. Yeah, and Instagram, Brian New Fishing. And um, hopefully you're going to see me on, on the TV. On, uh, yeah, that'd be, cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. On the tube. Well.
All right. I gotta go to work, boys. See y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs>